Bill, uh, I'm not so sure about this advertising technique that you have us doing here. I'm a little bit afraid of heights. <laughs> Chris, relax, bud. It's skydiving. Who knows more about skydiving than me? I've never been skydiving. That's not the point, Chris. Have you seen the fucking shirts? Please, Chris, relax. Have you seen the shirts I've been putting up on Instagram? Well, I say, Chris, have you seen the shirts I put up on Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen them. Well, we are not selling any of them, bud. So I came up with a new idea. We are going to skydive down right smack in the middle of the Dutchess County Fairgrounds. And when we get down there, it's going to create such a stir, people are going to be lined up to buy our fucking t-shirts. The Between the Cracks t-shirts, Chris, we're going to be rich. I don't think that's how it's going to play out, man. Oh, just trust me, bud. Listen, you're going to jump out first, and then I'm going to follow you. And then just follow my lead once we get on the ground. Here, let me throw this uh, parachute on here for you. Oh, that looks good. There you go. Is it supposed to feel this weird? Yeah, it's fine. It just feels like a bag full of shit <laughs> no man that's it i got three bags here my parachute your parachute and the uh shirts so uh we're set man that's definitely all you all right chris uh why don't you get up on the edge there there you go all oh, looking good all right chris on three one two three what do i do now all right there we go easy relax bud we got this all you gotta do is pull that little latch there Oh my god. There's just shirts coming out of it. Oh! Oh shit! You you gave me the bag of shirts! Oh my god, no! Chris! Oh my god, my shirts! They're everywhere! I'm ruined! Of the Between the Cracks podcast, I'm your host Bill, and with me, and rolling snake eyes as always. Uh, Matt, that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I think that's double. That may be eleven. Oh God! What am I saying? This is a fucking nightmare, Chris. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> how are you? Off to a grand start for episode number two. Oh, One man. Oh, man, I'm tired. Dude, I don't. I can't even fucking edit this shit anymore. I don't even care. Any mistakes we make, I'll just keep it in there. <laughs> We're running, folks. We are alive. <laughs> That's what's gonna turn to from well, now on. Well, I'm so fucking disheartening, Chris. Because after last week, we talked about how <laughs> the exorcism of Gina was our greatest episode to date, and it was gonna send us flying into the fucking stratosphere. But my man. <laughs> The results are in. I have been checking the numbers feverishly, and (laughs) it's a fucking dud. The episode bombed. So crazy. You just, you just never know. Like, I feel like this happens a lot. Like, whatever we think is funny, is not funny. (laughs) Well, maybe we took too many shots at the church. (laughs) I don't fucking (laughs) know. But then you know, Lara comes after me afterwards. Is like, oh, I knew that wasn't gonna be a big one. You did not, you liar. It's so easy to say it, Monday morning quarterbacking. I don't know. I, I guess we just have to feel out 
which type of episodes are doing the best. I like, mean, we just have to do what we like to do. I, I thought it was fucking... <laughs> I always like the exorcism shit. It's fucking scary. People start sending requests and we just deny them because we don't think they're <laughs> that good. Nah, it's uh, get, not that good. Get the fuck out of here. Well, dude, <laughs> I have been in a rotten mood for the past couple days. I have been dealing with nonstop fucking migraines. And I don't know if it's allergies or whatnot, but on the right side of my fucking head, I've had a nonstop ache and pain and it's it's starting to affect my fucking eyesight and everything else of course yeah. you start thinking that you're fucking dying with all this covid shit going around yeah it's probably allergies i mean i will say one thing though the weather has been incredible lately not too hot not too humid last couple days were nice um yeah. i think it's a, we're fucking going back up into the goddamn 90s this week yeah it's definitely gonna gonna get hotter but i've definitely been enjoying this like like almost like upper 40s at night and like oh, it's 70s felt, during the day. It's felt like fall. It's fucking nice. Oh, yeah. So how are all of your crops doing, Chris? <laughs> They're doing quite well. Uh, I I'm see that big project you guys just worked on. It looks beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a lot of a lot of fun doing the in-ground stuff versus just growing in normal raised beds. But, yep, things are going to be picking up soon. Awesome. Tomatoes man. in about another month. So that's not the only thing we're working on, bud. Uh, as you could probably tell from our Instagram page, I've been designing the fuck out of some t-shirts. And my man, I am trying to peddle them like fucking crack. Anyone's <laughs> buying them are my fucking friends. You know, what's crazy is, so like my fucking friend Todd, who I've been with since fucking kindergarten. So I told him, you know, I'm sending you a shirt. So then I'm in a three-way text, and I didn't think about it. So then my other friend, Diana, who's in a text with us, writes me and then says, <laughs> and I quote, you're fucking price gouging. <laughs> I'm being with $25 for these fucking shirts. That's a great bargain. So this chick's lost her mind. So obviously she's just trying to bait me into her getting a fucking shirt for free now, too. So I got to decide what I'm doing on that. Um, if she gets anything for free, it's definitely going to be one of the ones that didn't sell, like maybe a triple X or, you know, <laughs> a defective one uh, <laughs> just says the crack on it. But I have huge news, Chris. In addition to that. What, what uh, do, 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 do you want to hear it? I mean, yeah, but it was hanging. But I was recognized in the street. Really? Like about the show? Yeah. Somebody said to me, are you from the Between the Cracks podcast? Now, before <laughs> things get too wild, I must say, it was my friend. <laughs> it was my it was my friend Meredith, who uh, our kids go to school together. But she is one of our top listeners, so I had to stop and obviously talk about if she was going to give the show a compliment, autograph. Uh, and you know, I I, I, I should have been a little more friendly at the time, but I had been walking through town, and you know, I see these people with the masks on, which is fucking fine. You know, restaurants started to open up, but. I can't fucking handle what I saw when I was rounding that corner before I ran into Meredith. And it was some fucking chick sitting at a table with the mask on, pulled the mask down to fucking eat something, like a bite of the fucking food, and then puts the mask back on so that she's actually chewing with the mask on. <laughs> just just stay home and order fucking pizza. What are you doing? Stay. <laughs> I just put me in a fucking bad mood. Oh, man, that's a little overkill. Yeah. So, I, mean... <laughs> I have that coupled with this fucking headache, dude. It's just no good. 
Oh, yeah. Wait till the heat comes. Hopefully that headache ends before the heat. Oh, my God, man. And then on top of that, I got fucking Lara making me do these beach body workouts with her. As I'm trying to train for this stupid race. Dude, let me tell you how hard these fucking things are. It will leave you gasping for fucking air. So the race you said is still on and it's in October? October 3rd, dude. And I told you that's the thing. They're getting rid of some of the fucking um, the obstacles that were like there's too much touch touching. touching the shit. Like, you know, the, like the, the bucket brigade, the fucking probably the Hercules hoist and all that shit. I, I actually don't know what they're going to be able to do. I know they cut out all the... the Swimming and shit, and I told you last week, what they're probably going to supplement it with is the fucking elevation hike, which which means I will be trying to beat the ultra for a fourth time next year. But yeah, man, I am in desperate need of uh, losing these fucking quarantine blubbertitties, brother, and uh, (laughs) because if I don't, I'm a dead man on this fucking mountain, but... That leads us into tonight's story, Chris, uh, because just as I have to lose this gelatinous substance on my chest, we're going to be talking about another kind of disturbing gelatinous substance, <laughs> which sounds <Yeah>. fucking, <laughs> it just sounds so fucking bad. Uh, Chris, <laughs> do you want to uh, do the honors and tell the fine people what we're talking about tonight? Tonight! Oh, oh no! Tonight! We are going back. To 1994, in a little town of Oakville, Washington. We cannot get enough of the 90s, Chris. What's the hate about the 90s? They were such a great time. I I fucking love it, bro. It's like, the more I look back, especially like I'm watching these old TV shows and shit, the 80s and 90s pretty much blend together. I mean, from from like, I would say from like 84 through like 93... I mean, that's all pretty much the same shit, you know, until, like, grunge came in and all that other shit. Then things started changing a little bit. But I, I fucking love the 90s, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was pretty young in the ni- early 90s. But, uh, like, just all the music. When you start hearing music, basically, the, the best your best bet is just to go with the 90s when you're listening to music. I mean, there's nothing bad from the 90s, really. It's fucking good, man. And the 80s, too. But, yeah, it's it's just... Lots of memories. But for this one, it wasn't a very good memory. This is not a good memory at all, especially for uh, some of the people we're going to be discussing. In August 7th of 1994, to be exact, folks, a mysterious precipitation fell from the sky from what believed to be a type of rain, is what it seemed at first, actually was some sort of a gelatinous substance now <laughs> never seen before that's odd now chris uh i know you fancy yourself a weatherman and uh, you have a lot of knowledge in that area so uh have you ever fucking seen or heard of any kind of gelatinous type of substance falling from the sky no in fact if i did see that i'd pretty much assume that the world was just gonna end the way this thing sh- <laughs> this year has been going but well, no, I, I've never. I guess we should, what we should do first is uh, describe the actual substance. So it was transparent, gelatinous, as we had said a number of times already. Um, but <laughs> one of the uh, people who we're going to be talking about, he actually describes it as a very mushy substance. It's almost as if you had jello in your hand. And it's about the size of a fucking grain of rice, apparently. So, I mean, this shit was coming down and it probably looked like hail to these people. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but the shit's splattering all over the place. But uh, lo and behold, we come to find out that it was not hail or rain at all. One witness to the event and the main account that people generally go off of is that of police officer David Lacey. Now, Unsolved Mysteries actually ran an episode on this, and they did a fine job in their in their reenactment. But uh, this David Lacey had been interviewed quite a few times because... It's his story that sort of gets this whole thing rolling. Things started roughly around 3 a.m. on the morning of one of his patrols, where he was driving along in Oakville and uh, noticed that something began falling from the sky. And it was at that point he threw his wipers on, hoping that the fucking shit would just wipe off. But my man, he couldn't see two inches in front of his face after putting those wipers on because this shit just started smearing all over the place. So Officer Lacey had to pull over and uh it was at that point that the good officer put on some rubber gloves and thankfully so because what he saw was quite disturbing and this is where we get into this gelatinous substance as he got out of the car to check he grabs some of it puts it in his hands and he realizes that it is this soupy jello-like substance that is falling from the sky and it's covered his entire car and it's covering all of the landscape around him so you got to think about the mind fuck that's going on in this fucking guy's head and the, the crazy thing is, this didn't just happen once over the span of three weeks. It happened six times. And obviously, you know, if it happens once, yeah, what is this? This is crazy, weird instance, you know. But if it happens twice, then I think it starts to, you know, kind of raise red flags. And I'm sure it, it probably caught a lot more interest amongst other people who maybe who didn't witness it the first time. Because... Obviously, at 3 a.m., not many people are, are out and about. Chris, let's talk about one other witness to uh, this bizarre substance falling, and that would be Dottie Hearn. Little old Dottie Hearn. For crying out loud, now we're attacking the old ladies in this village? This is bullshit. So <laughs> she a name like that. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had heard um, what she perceived to be hail, obviously, right? The smattering and smacking of fucking jello up against your house so she steps outside and uh notices that this was not hail just like uh officer lacy did but she fucking touched it right and again she had the same sort of um description gelatinous translucent fucking substance so the difference here is that Dottie actually made physical contact with the substance and it's at that point or actually a couple hours later, that she became violently ill. And her daughter had to fucking rush her to the hospital where she was having difficulty breathing, blurred vision, and very nauseous. And at one point, it even showed that she had fell to the ground. So they had to rush her to the fucking emergency room. With that being said, later that fucking day, the same thing happened to Officer Lacey. So he was coming down with the same symptoms. He even said that he had extreme vertigo and very, very, very bad nausea. You can imagine the fear that is now going through these two people. The common factor would be their interaction with this fucking substance. But as we come to find out, they were not alone, Chris, because a number of town folk began to develop flu-like symptoms. And this is interesting. Obviously, the infection or illness is occurred through contact which is obviously way more frightening than somebody who has to actually consume or inhale whatever the the disease or bacteria is so 
Officer Lacey was actually awake and out on patrol when the gelatinous substance started falling from the sky. But Dottie wasn't. She she didn't go outside until afterwards, until after the, it stopped falling. Unless it was still in the air of some sort, but they're literally just touching this. So like, unless yeah, Well, he had the gloves on. The cop had the gloves on, and he still got sick. But who knows if he fucking accidentally touched some of that. But Dottie just went full fucking into it with her bare hands and was touching it. So she became ill quicker. But, you know, and that also depends on, too, on her immune system, her age, her health, any pre-existing conditions she might have had. But she actually made hand-to-fucking-jelly contact, whereas Lacey had the fucking gloves on. So that may have del- that may have delayed his symptoms just a little bit. I mean, if it was able to go through the gloves, then that's even worse. But Dottie, obviously, as mentioned, she's at the hospital, and she's diagnosed with an inner, a severe inner ear infection, which is also interesting because, obviously, we have no idea what this is right now, but the way that it's reacting, I guess, with other people, because flu-like symptoms, well, Beverly Roberts was the resident who uh, contracted flu-like symptoms for two to three months, which is crazy. Like, I mean, you think about how long the illness lasted. So, I mean, generally, I mean, if you get the flu or some shit, I mean, how long does that generally last? Would you sick for like a fucking week or two? I'd say like a couple weeks, maybe a month at most. So, all right. Well, then it is, it is on par. But two to three yeah, months. Just coincidence. You just happen to have the flu. Yeah, I mean, two to three months is, is pretty fucking extreme. It is extreme. Yeah. So, either that was, you know, who knows, is exacerbated, but. Not only that, but the animals, because obviously cats, dogs, what have you, they're with contact with the ground at all times. You know, we, we wear shoes and whatnot, but they're in constant contact with the ground. Well, that's part of the thing, too, right? Because didn't they say that there were a number of fucking cats that were found dead? Cats and dogs that came in contact became very ill and then they died. So Yeah, because they'll eat anything, you know? It, right, they'll, I'm sure, like, they lick, right, they lick their paws, their paws touch the ground. As we were saying, if this is actually contact... Um, related, then they would they could have just contracted just from stepping out there. So, would you like to make contact with my gelatinous stuff, Chris? Uh, not a fucking chance, guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. We have multiple residents being <laughs> becoming ill in different ways, but they're becoming ill. So, so now it comes down to getting a sample, right? So they want to find out what this is, and the shit's just lingering around. So, I mean, like. As you can imagine, it's probably like, I mean, in the Pacific Northwest, it's probably cool nights and whatnot, so the shit's probably just not melting right away, so you could probably get a good sample, even if you wait a fucking day or two days, you probably find some shit laying around. And, I mean, and this happened over a span of three weeks, so there, so... That's I'm right, sure it kept happening, point, it kept fucking happening. Right. So I'm sure at some point they were able to just, just take a sample of it. And to me, this would seem like a pretty major deal. I mean, it's it's ninety four, all right. So it's not that long ago. It's it's not like you know we're talking about like the early nineteen hundreds where people just had to just take it, you know, and like not be able to do anything about it. I would imagine that something like this would have caused a pretty huge issue in grabbing the attention of of probably you know major research labs and stuff. So well, that's a funny thing because I was at. They say 94, I was uh, 19. I mean, not like I was following the news that much at that point. I had other shit going on. But uh, I had never heard of this at all, you know? I mean, I've heard of, like, fucking water spouts and old 
wives' tales of, like, you know, these water spouts picking up fucking fish and jellyfish and throwing them from one location to another or frogs or some garbage, you know. But uh, I've never heard of anything like this, which is fucking odd. But it was just kind of relegated to this small town in uh, Washington. So who knows if these people were being believed or not. And if any, you know, news agency was picking up on this fucking story. And you also, let's think about this too, because there's different theories as to what caused this. But let's just take a quick peek, because the mention of jellyfish was one. So let's just kind of reference here as to where exactly this town is located on the map. So obviously in Washington, the state borders the Pacific Ocean. But Oakville is actually pretty close to the coast but it's not right on the coast so there's there's a few towns to the west of oakville before you uh before you actually get to oakville so that's one thing to keep in mind like if if no other towns so you're not right on the fucking coast i mean it's not like you're you're it's not direct bordering the fucking pacific ocean right so there's other town there's raymond aberdeen there's there's different areas before you get to oakville from the coast so my question would be right off the bat is why didn't anybody else experience this but so let's jump into the studies look like they got fucking uh joe namath's fucking arm pinpoint accuracy like <laughs> like if it's a water spout or some shit just tossing a jellyfish right into the fucking uh town three towns over right so like that's already a little sus- uh, suspicious so let's but, let's look at it yeah what did they actually what were the findings in the lab chris <laughs> So, a technician that examined a sample found that it contained human white blood cells, but they couldn't identify what it was or how it came from the sky. Fucking raunchy. So, human white blood cells. So, where would human white blood cells come from? Now... And how would they get in the sample? Ugh. And they said that they were also (laughs) another species of bacteria and one... And uh, hold on to your hats for this one. Lives in the human digestive system. So let's put all this together. White blood cells. <laughs> Smells like shit. <laughs> and something that lurks in your asshole. <laughs> so that's what we have to go on. Any guesses? <laughs> <laughs> what is something that's in your digestive tract that eventually makes an appearance? <laughs> <laughs> Well, these people should just be thankful that it wasn't raining corn on them. So. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking animals. Well, this is fucking terrible. Uh, okay. So, on a more serious note, the thought and speculation here is, okay, if it's raining from the sky, obviously airplanes dump their waste. So, is it possible that this is where it came from? Now, let's remember that this happens six times in the span of three weeks. So someone so, had a bad tummy is what you're getting at. <laughs> a hang glider was f- flying <laughs> over the same town and just unleashing. A pantless man. <laughs> so it's clear gelatinous, so we know it's not ac- actual fecal matter. The other thing is, because it was described as clear and gelatinous, that pretty much rules out the chance that it could be a plane, unless... They weren't following standards because according to the Federal Aviation Administration, there are regulations behind this that, that they must that the the waste must be dyed blue. So this was clear. 
Imagine a poor so, bastard whose job that is, you know, at, at the end of each flight, you have to make sure that the shit's dyed blue. <laughs> oh. All right. Open up your hatch. Um, <laughs> My escape hatch? <laughs> That's the one. So it's a little puzzling because we know that it's something that lives, you know, within a human's uh, digestive system, but it's clear. So unless somebody wasn't following regulations and they didn't dye it blue... Uh, and it came from an airplane, it shouldn't be from an airplane. So then there's other speculations. What are the other theories, Bill? Well, let's go back to that just for one second. I mean, so they're saying that they had white blood cells, and then they also found bacteria that was generally found in a human digestive system. Now, that was from one lab, and then there was another lab that analyzed it and said that they found... uh, this is fucking raunchy too. Uh, a nucleus containing cells that are present in most living creatures. And what's this tell you? That whatever this fucking substance was, at one point or another, it was fucking alive. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I'd i assume that it must have still been alive when it was like the bacteria, right? Because otherwise, how would it have like infected them? It well, that's, still be alive. that's the thing. I mean, was yeah. it like you would automatically think that this is either something that was alive and blown up into shreds and you're getting fucking pieces of it all over the fucking place, or was it the fucking shit from an airplane, which, I mean, I think that's a very good possibility, even though it wasn't blue shit. I mean, maybe they used some other kind of substance that made it this clear, crystallized fucking (laughs) magical logs of shit falling from the sky. Or maybe we have something more sinister on our hands, Chris. So one of the actual theories is that the government was testing a biochemical substance on the good people of Oakville. You would think, oh, no, 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 that could never happen. But you'd be wrong. Let's go back to 1950 and uh, a little U.S. Navy secret experiment called Operation Sea Spray. Now, a very dear, close friend of mine, one of my best friends, is in the U.S. Navy. Now, maybe I'll be looking at him with a little bit of a side eye to see what he knows. <laughs> now, let's dig a little deeper into Operation Sea Spray, shall we? So, as we said, this took place in 1950. It was a secret experiment conducted by the Navy in which they sprayed... Uh, Chris, I'm going to need some help here pronouncing these type of bacterias. Why don't you take the honors of... Uh, <laughs> pronouncing these fucking things. If I had to guess, it would be Serratia marcescens. Oh, marcescens. <laughs> and Bacillus globigii. Globigii. Oh, e. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, now these fucking chemicals were sprayed all over the San Francisco Bay area in California. Now, do you think it can't happen again? I sure as shit think it could, but let's uh, dig even a little deeper here. So the Navy released these pathogens off the shore of San Francisco, and now based on the results from monitoring the equipment at 43 locations around the city, the Army determined that San Francisco had received enough of a dose for nearly all of the city's 800,000 residents to inhale at least 5,000 of the particles. That's fucking incredible, man. And, and one dude died. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, that these fucking bacteria had an adverse effect on fucking people. I mean, they were testing out, and they must have had an idea of what these things were capable of doing. Well, lo and behold, 
it fucking did it. And a lot of people came down with very serious fucking UTIs, urinary tract infections. And as Chris said, one fucking guy even died three weeks after this. So, like, as they're saying, you know, and it's funny because that go that coincides with with that one lady, was it Beverly, who said that she was sick for almost three months. So this guy died three weeks after being introduced to the fucking bacteria. So, and who knows if his immune system was compromised prior to this, but there are a lot of similarities with this. So I would definitely not discount that it could have been another um, U.S. government testing of some kind of biological, chemical, warfare, bacteria, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, certainly possible. And the only the only thing that would, you know, make me think that they wouldn't be so stupid as to do it six times in a matter of three weeks. Because like, all right, you get you get it you get it under the radar maybe the first time at three AM, which would probably be a good time to release it when people are mostly asleep. But why would you do it another five times in the next three weeks? Not to say that it's not possible. The only thing I could think of is that maybe it was like a less of a dosage maybe they learned from this experiment that took place 40 years prior right so it'd be 50 to 94 so 44 years prior maybe it was a slow release kind of chemical where they would potentially attempt to be dropping this on the enemy little by little or maybe something along those lines but i mean i'm reaching here but that's just one of the fucking theories and (laughs) i don't know chris i i kind of think i would take the government biological warfare over the fucking human log of shit falling on my head um (laughs) but (laughs) there were some other fucking theories as well and now one being um that it was a hoax made up by the fine people of oakville now what do you think of that i just don't know what motive there would be for that maybe attention i mean people do weird shit like you know like normal fucking guys like us don't <laughs> well you know what i mean they, they, they don't, normal people don't fucking think like this like but you got these the ufo fucking freaks that are always putting on these hoax the loch ness monster freaks the 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 chupacabra fucks the bigfoot morons so you always got these kind of people out there so who fucking knows but i mean i would not want to accuse poor little dotty hearn of of faking any kind of ailment, especially after the doctors and the staff at the hospital had diagnosed her with an inner ear infection as well. So something had to have happened. And, and also, why would a fucking cop go and risk, you know, the mockery from, you know, the rest of the fucking department and the people in the town to say that, you know, he experienced this violent reaction to these fucking gelatinous fucking particles and substances? It reminds me of the the case we had with the UFO sightings, where it was a cop as well, and other people like you know I could see how some people love a good hysteria type story where, oh my God, you know some something crazy is is plaguing us, blah blah blah. But at the same time, yeah, you don't you don't want people to think you're a loony or. I think you're right when you say that, you know like when this panic comes into place and people start getting sick, you have a tendency to start exacerbating what's happening to you or what do you or what you think is happening to you or what you think is happening to a family member or a friend or people in your town so there could be like we talked about last week with the satanic panic all of a sudden like the, the the community starts talking one thing leads to another now you're afraid that you made contact with this fucking thing you start feeling fucking sick you know like so oh, yeah. that shit starts to happen that could have been what happened here with these people not to say that they didn't have the symptoms because i mean obviously the fuck's this cop's name david 
Lacey. Lacey and uh, Dottie, they fucking obviously were treated at the hospital and it was documented that they had severe symptoms. And the other thing too is, especially because they didn't, were unaware of the of what exactly caused this, but you know some of the symptoms were different for different people. So unless they could truly link the samples of the substance directly to them, I mean, yeah, it, could it have been sheer coincidence that these people made contact and fell ill? They fell ill in different ways, right? One. One had a, uh, a severe ear infection and was very weak. One had flu-like symptoms for three months. Um, it's not to say that it, it wasn't dir- directly related to this, but it could also be coincidence, too, in, in some aspects. We, we don't have accounts here of hundreds of people getting ill. I do see them mentioning you know, many dogs and cats were dying, which to me would also be a red flag in terms of, you know, obviously, it's not just some random thing because cats and dogs don't just drop dead so yeah there, there's definitely some i'm sure i mean obviously look t- take a look at what's happening today i mean you're not going to accurately diagnose everybody with this it's just not going to happen i'm looking at the population of oakville in 1990 so you figure 1994 give or take a couple years and in at that time it was 493 people so so say you had upwards of 50 people that said they were sick. That's 10% of your fucking population. Right. So with, you know, I didn't know that there was 450 people in the town at that time. So that would make more sense as to, as to it definitely having a correlation uh, with the illnesses that were happening in Oakville. So the biggest stretch I think is one theory says that the uh, military's naval bombing runs at sea may have accidentally destroyed a school of jellyfish, sending them flying into the atmosphere. <laughs> this is what we talked about from the start of the show. Like, so it bypassed a couple of fucking towns. Right, and landed neatly in the town of Oakville. <laughs> right on, Not once, but six times. Right onto Officer Lazy's fucking car. <laughs> this one is definitely the biggest stretch out of them all. So I think we can discount that immediately because... Well, yes, that <laughs> that one's out. I think uh, the theory that I, I spoke on briefly of it being a water spout, and a water spout is kind of looks like a um, a tornado that takes place at in sea. Or, yeah, and uh, you know it, it can be found in. I mean, it's mostly tropical climates, right? That it's found. Uh, no, it's it's happened up here actually. It's happened in Connecticut. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, there was one a few years ago off the coast of Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh fuck! So I mean, uh, so the theory there would be that. It can pick up fish, jellyfish, anything from the water, you know, and, and then <laughs> uh, displace it somewhere else. But again, we'd have to have the accuracy, as we said before, of a, of a fucking uh, Elway or uh, fucking Joe Namath, anybody, to have pinpoint <laughs> accuracy to land these motherfuckers right in Oakville as we have to bypass these fucking towns. Somebody gets clobbered by a, a whole tuna. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But that leaves us with the government biochemical conspiracy or the logs of shit falling from the plane. Yeah, and there's also potentially another theory. So, you know, it wasn't really mentioned outside of your military experiment conspiracy. It could have also been a biological attack. You have to remember, we are on the coast of the Pacific, so... The access there, though much less likely a case nowadays with radar and all that stuff. But 
You know? that, that's a good point. I never thought about that because that was never mentioned. But you're right. I mean, as you said, this happened over six times, right? In a period of three weeks. I mean, the problem that you would have there is, as we said, with air traffic control and monitoring the airspace, that they would have to continuously be able to fly under the radar or go unrecognized somehow. I'm leaning towards a government testing run of biological uh, weaponry. So, I mean... And like I said, as, as far-fetched as that kind of sounds, we do have examples in the history of that happening. Now, I am 50-50 on that and the shit coming out of the plane. Because I can see people just bypassing, especially in the 90s, before all these rules and regulations really started being monitored. These planes just, you know, bypassing some shit and, uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just saying fuck it and, and not following protocol. And then you would have this crystallized fucking uh, human waste because they have found the the species of bacteria that lives in the human digestive system. It has to be shit. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? What are you leaning towards? If I had to make a choice of just one, I would probably say the airplane because like you mentioned, you know, if they're getting samples of white blood cells and uh, bacteria that come from the human digestive tract. Yeah, so I think that's more believable that Ugh. they, that, that somebody probably didn't, you know, wasn't up to reg on their, their dumping. <laughs> and, oh, um, God, it's so fucking foul. It, it, it was actual. <laughs> getting nauseous. Fecal remnants. But it was still, but uh, I don't know, because. Why would it still be clear, though? If it wasn't dyed, how would it be clear? Well, there must be some way to crystallize it, right? I mean, regardless, it's not like you just... <laughs> it's not like you just shit or piss and it goes into a bucket into the fucking plane. There's got to be some chemical reaction somewhere. Maybe the dye was just left out. There is uh, one other little interesting uh, tidbit that we should mention, and that would be... Uh, Something that I never heard of before until uh, we started researching this fucking episode. And uh, that's something called uh, star jelly. I hope I've never had this on a sandwich. Because as I'm reading this, it says that star jelly is a gelatinous substance sometimes found on grass or even on branches of trees. The, the theory here is that they have belief that the jelly is basically... A spawn jelly from frogs and toads, which have been regurgitated by amphibian-eating creatures. So, like, birds and shit that would be eating some of this and then regurgitating it and then, therefore, releasing it onto the fucking ground below. But, I mean, you would need more than a fucking uh, a, a city's worth of fucking seagulls to be flying over the top of you to throw up and regurgitate this much <laughs> fucking... Like the movie Birds. <laughs> ...chewed fucking toad on your ground. Well, well, there's a nick, another nickname for star jelly, also known oh, as... Oh, no, no, no. Don't say it. Moon poo. I didn't say moon pie. I said moon poo. I'm making some moon poos, Chris. Would you like one? <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> so, I mean, scientists have even been commissioned by uh, National Geographic Society, and they've carried out tests on samples found in the United States, but they have failed to find any DNA in the material. So that's kind of ruling off the um, fact that it was a potential living creature at one point. 
So I think we're going to toss the star jelly out the window. And yeah. it's going to leave us once again with uh, the government or the airlines. And uh, either one's fucking bad. I'm going to say government airplane. And I will not speculate whether or not it was a test or if it was them actually dropping their waste and it wasn't dyed for whatever reason. Good point. That's very good, Chris. That's an astute observation. <laughs> Thank you. So basically you're saying is that the government is shitting on us. <laughs> like they have been for years. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You could be onto something there. So, I mean, you guys can look this up. Google fucking pictures of it. I actually put a couple of pictures of uh, some samples on Instagram. It's fucking, it's gross and nasty looking. But some of the actual samples of this time period are obviously gone at this point. But there are uh, recreations of it. And, uh, I mean, if this ever falls on you, you make contact with it, get to your fucking nearest hospital. If anybody either experienced this phenomenon or remembered hearing about it when it happened... Please tell us uh, where you saw it. Was it in the papers? Was it on TV? What station? Um, because we would love to know that because uh, I don't recall it at all. And uh, Chris, I think we have a better chance of getting shit on by a government plane <laughs> t- tonight than getting an email or a message from someone uh, on our fucking email or Instagram or Facebook fucking page. <laughs> I will have to agree with you on that. Because here we are in week 22, and I have received one fucking email. At this point, I'm not sure if anyone's listening. (laughs) Watch this fucking episode explode. Oh, of course. (laughs) But let me give the uh, rundown, anyway, for the remaining listener. Uh, If you want to... Oh, I'm I'm still off Facebook, and I'm feeling better than ever. I don't need to be on there seeing people's fucking opinions and their shit fighting with a fucking... It is. It's toxic. I don't need people throwing their fucking opinions and telling me what I should be thinking. Jesus. All right. Just had to say we don't have a Facebook page anymore. (laughs) All right. But... If you do want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Instagram at Between the Cracks Podcast or the aforementioned email, which nobody ever writes us at. That's uh, btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us and uh, tell us about any gelatinous substances you've encountered. Chris? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible way to end the show, but uh, it's fitting. So, uh, (laughs) guys, until next week, we bid you the fondest. Oh, farewells. Chris, watch out. There's a blob of shit that's about to hit your head.